1: Uh, I started to question myself if I was watching Lucha Underground and I had accidentally flipped over to Cinemax.
0: Not a whole lot of faces shown as far when it comes to Brenda, so. (laughs) Yeah. You're you're spot on there, buddy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is the house that AJ Styles built.
0: Uh, You know, like Nakamura, he's just
3: such a great star. It doesn't matter what you do with him, people are going to cheer for him. Did you feel the gloriousness?
2: Did you feel it? Bobby Roode did
3: his job this is insane how great they are
0: well i think the authors of pain are young prodigies
2: that's how good we are representing
0: bullet club this is what we do
2: you look at the shield and then you look at the team of braun Strowman, cesaro sheamus the miz and kane five on three you know what you do you know what you do, Renee. You find out their weakness and you exploit it. What's the shield's weakness? Do, do, you, got, do you got one? You, you, you don't, do you? No, you, you don't have one. Ego. Ego is their weakness. And they say, listen, we'll take on any three, four, five guys. And guess what happened? Now they're taking on five on three at TLC. I am the ultimate strategist. Think of someone who does strategy better than me. You can't. You want to know why? Because I think, I act, and I do. I manipulate, I figure out ways to make myself and my team win. The people I care about, I elevate, and that is what I do. That's why I'm the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, and that is why we're going to take down the shield on Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the max.
1: And your hosts, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Leeser. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling at the Max, episode 269, part 1. And of course, we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you go find all your great wrestling needs and a lot more. Don't forget to hit that subscribe and rate and review. Uh, make sure you do that, of course, wherever you get your podcast from. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or any other place like iHeartRadio. Make sure you go hit that subscribe button. And it'll get you all of our great episodes, plus all the great review shows we do during the week you don't want to miss a minute of the action want to give a big special shout out to 411mania.com and last word on com. both are very awesome sites and we appreciate their support and i'm your host gary vaughn and along with me is mr sean garmer what's
3: up everybody
1: and mr paul leaser hey and the whole crew is here tonight. I am so stoked about that. We are looking forward to a good show. We're going to have some big, quick hits to jump into, kind of kind delve into a few things here and there. Maybe, you know, some light conversation because there's not a giant, you know, big news topic to get into. But some very interesting tidbits that we can't wait to talk about. Plus, kind of cap off the Ring of Honor TV episode from this past week. So, got some cool stuff. I'm excited about this episode. Before we get into all that, though, guys, I just got to say this. Uh, It is the reason for the season. That's right. It is the fall season, and I love Halloween. I've already jumped into it, guys. I've already carved a pumpkin. Am I crazy, Sean?
3: Uh, Considering how much you love Halloween, no. Uh, I think, you know, it just depends on when you do your decorating, right? If you decorate for Thanksgiving as well as uh, Halloween, then carving a pumpkin already would not. Will really it be a bad thing? Whether you're going to turn it into a jack o' lantern or just have it there? Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I, you know, you know how much I love it, and you know, it's it's kind of funny because uh, you know I usually don't like that whole process, but you know, my daughter's getting a little older, so I thought, you know what, we're just have some fun and do it, and it turned out pretty well. Uh, but you know, I, I love Halloween season, I love horror movies and all that stuff, so it just made me feel good. And, and Paul, you know how chilly it is; it's kind of chilly outside for the first time
0: Uh, in a long time this early Mm -hmm. yeah uh, it usually doesn't get cold around here until halloween uh this go around though it's it got cold pretty quick and we've gotten some lucky rainstorms and it's it's got to be at least 60 outside which is just awesome it's beautiful oh my god i can't wait for hoodie weather (laughs) i
1: love hoodie weather so the faster that can come you know, the the better for me, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's, you know, really cool. And uh, I know that, you know, also the fall season brings a lot of great things. So like all, the, all our entertainment's back, like our favorite TV shows and all this stuff. So I, I, my DVR is packed. I think it's like 95% right now. <laughs> Jesus. I know, dude. I got so much to watch. I, I've got like three episodes of Fear the Walking Dead to get into, plus The Walking Dead is coming back this Sunday, uh, and of course, all my other great shows that I've tuned into every week. So it is going to be crazy, Sean. I mean, I, I'm depending on Hulu to keep my 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 DVR a little freer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so if you if you turn into the uh, pay review review and Gary is not there, you know why? You- yeah. <laughs> Stuck watching all these shows that he has <laughs> uh, thankfully, I have the cloud d v r with p s view so I have like i think seventy of course I have a bunch of different like soccer and stuff that gets recorded but uh yeah, I have like seventy five things that it get records at some point, and if I had to actually have memory that requires that, I'm sure I would be at like ninety nine percent or something so Jeez! Thankfully, I don't have to worry about that. It just—it's an infinite amount of uh, storage. So, oh boy! But hey, you also pay money for that entire service, so it's mm-hmm. not like you know they're doing it for free. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I've got a lot of things uh, to watch myself. So, plus, you know, with the U.S. not making the World Cup now, all I've had to do for the past four days is. Listen and read and hear people and watch all the traffic on Twitter about what everything needs to happen. So, that has been my entire, like, since I haven't been on the show, basically, is dealing with that, which has been interesting.
1: Yeah. So, you came out of your depression, which I'm very happy with. So,
3: uh, you have to. When you realize that, like, five years is a long time. Hmm. You kind of have to deal with it, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, you know, trust me, Packer fans are understanding that the whole depression thing right now. So, uh,
3: yeah, I but Aaron Rodgers is just like yes, and <laughs> Rodgers is down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, technically, you know. Uh, I'm kind of sad because half my fantasy teams are Aaron Rodgers uh, supporters, so that's going to be a little rough on me, but, you know, I'll make through. I'll make it. So, but yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's lots of things going on in our world Uh, You know, lots of cool stuff to talk about Of course, you know, social media wise I'm sure you guys will be tuning in to us And checking out our lives, you know On all these other topics we've been kind of chatting about here But we do have wrestling to talk about So why don't we do it? Let's jump into some of these quick hits
0: Somebody was unprepared and it's this guy Here we go
2: It's time for wrestling news Quick hits
0: Take it away, Gary.
1: All right, so we've got some interesting stuff to talk about. And the first thing we'll kind of jump into here is that WB recently did some tryouts. And one of the names that actually appeared on the tryout sheet was Madison Rain. I don't know, Paul. That's kind of an interesting name to see, you know, working out and trying out to be a part of the WB.
0: They had a, a whole host of people here, but this was probably the most noteworthy name on there, although there were a ton of ex-NFL players at this thing, too. But I I, I don't have any – like, I don't hate the idea. I've never been a giant Madison Rain fan, though, so like it doesn't really move the dial for me. But it is interesting that after so long in TNA – and she, she's had a pretty long career that they're looking at her now uh, – when I would argue she was probably at her best in the late 2000s, 2008, somewhere around there.
1: Yeah, that is kind of interesting. You're right, and I think that time table was prime for her to be, you know, trying Mm -hmm. out for WWE. She may have tried out at that time, I don't remember. Uh, But what I do know is it's kind of funny that this is, you know, another opportunity for her and, you know, for the fact that I thought she was probably... Thinking, you know, I'm just enjoying what I'm doing in Impact or other places on the indie circuit. So I I think it's good for her, you know, if they, you know, put her into the roster, they could definitely use the help sometime, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, around these circles of young ladies joining up with NXT, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. because we've got a lot of young talent who may not be at the point where they really need to be. And Madison rain has been doing it a while. Another great veteran to add to the roster.
3: Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's, it's not just, uh, I, I mean, it's y'all, y'all mentioned that having such young talent, having another veteran, I mean, this doesn't mean that she will be there, right? This is right. a tryout and then, you know, they could decide, okay, well, that went okay, but we don't have a use for you or, or whatever. She could mm-hmm. want to be in a coach or, or anything. I mean, she is doing stuff for shimmer still. So, you know, she's, keeping herself involved here and there. It had been a while since she left TNA, right? Cause I remember us talking about, uh, them releasing her, or her leaving. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't remember
1: exactly when, but you're right. I think she did leave. And, uh, of course, like you said, doing shimmer and things like that have kept her busy. The one thing that, you know, kind of interests me, Sean, about this whole scenario is, it makes me really wonder how WB is looking at young talent, especially in the women's division. Now that they have a lot of these ladies coming out of that may young classic, and they've signed some of these talents already. Are they at the point where it's going to be even more difficult for some of these veterans to get in because they are looking at so many other young talents?
0: I, you know, I think the way WWE is going for sure. Um, Madison left TNA in July of this year, by the way. Uh, so I haven't been too long ago. I didn't think it was. Um, and and I, I definitely think like there's so many people that they have in uh, in their system already, and they keep signing all these indie talents. And I have to imagine the spots are sort of you know drying up so much. And, and it's you know it's not like she's old; she's 31. Uh, so I mean, she's still got a lot of time ahead. It's just I think there might be a lot invested elsewhere. I don't know. Exactly, how many spots they're going to leave open for for people who have been around for a while? Even though I would argue that NXT could probably use a, a solid hand like an Ashley, uh, like Madison Rain. Excuse me.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it, it's like you get we've all we talked about it here. It's just they what they decide to do with how they they move this along is if you have the young talent in there, always having the veteran talent in there to work with them is better than just, you know, I just don't see how it couldn't help. But if they, you know, whatever, it, it isn't that far from where she is. I'm assuming that she might be living in Orlando or in that area anyway because of, you know, Joss doing Impact and everything. So, I mean, who knows? I'm sure we'll hear something one way or the other soon on what they decide, but with her being from you know, that with the, you know, the tracker they have of bringing in former TNA talent, I wonder if they would use her as a talent there mm-hmm. to see if they can, you know, get anything out of that like You know, she gets a reaction and people care, or if they just say, okay, let's maybe you can use you as like a player coach kind of thing.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, very true. And, you know, I I didn't even think about the Josh Matthews connection. You know, I, I really didn't put that into play. And, you know, that, that's something else, you know, to look forward to is if she does get signed. Oops, are you excited about hearing Josh Matthews say over and over again, my wife is in the WWE name dropping all the time. Oh, boy.
3: <laughs> God, is he still doing that? Dropping WWE on the oh. show?
1: Uh, every once in a while. Not as bad as it once was. I don't pay attention to him when I watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't need to, honestly. Um, But, yeah, you know, another thing I would love to see is if, you know, in these tryouts, you know, they, they really need a voice of reason to, to kind of make these decisions. And I think, you know, sure, you got the, the talent coaches and different people like Vince maybe kind of peeking in to see what they like, what they don't like. But I would just love to see Neville down there going Neville level, not on the Neville level, you know, just choose, <laughs> you know. So. i do
3: wonder if uh, Mickey james has something to do with this too you know with their her connection of formerly being in in TNA. maybe you know she said something to somebody and maybe there you go
1: yeah never know i mean, honestly you know knowing people's how you get jobs and how you get into things so mm-hmm. that could be the case or you know it's interesting uh we talk a, a lot about you know different things and we kind of go around in circles, but the one thing that we never really got to hear from Sean about was that whole Neville situation, and Sean, I mean, we still don't know what's true what's not true about Neville, but, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I wanted to get your take on the Neville whole thing about him, you know, rumored to be walking out on WWE because he didn't like the direction and all that. What what did you think about that whole thing?
3: Well, uh, you know, the thing is, if I'm somewhere, and I'm looking at this guy that Granted, you know, Enzo's vocal ability is, you could say, almost worth more to the company than, say, Neville's wrestling ability, if you want to put it that way, right? Because it's a company that is sold on stories and on characters just as much as the wrestling. But you have so much great talent wrestling-wise that just having a guy that goes out there and wrestles isn't necessarily that vital to WWE in the long run, mm-hmm. right? So, if Enzo's getting these opportunities, because he, whether we think it's right or not for, for the show and what it does to those characters that he's running down, that's the way Neville's looking at it. Well, I sat here and... I, I was carrying this show for how long and then this guy comes in and he just gets to walk in here and take my championship now it's with Kaliso and they've they've now decided to go out of the purple and and have a, a you know just regular looking title I don't know if that means they're gonna get done with the purple ropes or not either but it's just the I guess the the point here is that I think Neville, should I, I think Neville feels like well, this is worse than whatever they did to Austin Aries. Not now they just took me like completely, uh, sort of out of the picture, and now the, the whole thing's built around this guy. And and so like he may see that well, there's really no way out of the cruiserweight division. So if I'm going to be stuck in the cruiserweight division for the rest of my career here, mm-hmm. uh, unless the cruiserweight division just dies, then. Maybe I can go to like a new Japan where the cruiser, where the junior division is at least looked at in a different light, and you can get out of the junior division and and move forward uh, eventually, as we're seeing Beretta do right now. We've seen others do uh, in the past, so uh, there's that avenue for him. He can go back to Dragon Gate. He can he can go do the Indies. He can go to Ring of Honor. I mean, he can go to so many different places. And and as we saw with Austin Aries with his tweet. Right, you can make more money. It's Mm -hmm. not even about the money anymore. It's like I don't blame him at all, and I think you might see a lot more people take this route. Of if I can't get out of the cruiserweight division and I'm stuck here for the rest of my career or until the cruiserweight division dies, then why am I here? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like it might. I don't know if enough of them leave that WWE has to start considering. Oh, do we just fold this? Or do we actually try to do something with these guys and take them out of here? I don't know, but I, I totally understand Neville on on his end. Like, you know,
0: there mm-hmm. was yeah. uh, there's a news article floating around too that said that apparently a lot of people backstage in WWE, and, and this is kind of like flimsy, which is why I didn't put it on our quick hits list here. But there's there's a lot of people supposedly pondering doing the same thing that Neville did, even though WWE has come out and denied that that he's still with, he, he's still with the company. They haven't given him his release or anything like this. Uh, apparently, there are a lot of people in the ser- same situation who are disappointed where they are creatively and all that. And, and from, you know, that point of view, it's kind of hard not to blame him, right? I mean, we talk about how flat WWE programming is, basically on a week-to-week basis. Um, and... and to, to Neville's point, I, I see it too, and I wonder if these people are more cruiserweights uh, who are realizing the same thing or seeing the same thing or assuming the same thing or whatever you want to say here, or, or maybe mid-card guys who are just kind of sick and not getting used or, or whatever, but I mean, it, it, it seems to be at least a sentiment that is carrying across WWE right now, and that that could be a problem that really comes back to bite them in the ass down the line, you know?
3: Sure. Yeah, I could, and it's that's also where you get the thought of, they're signing too many people.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So when you bring up, like, you know, Asuka's the next one, when you bring up Asuka and then you're bringing up all these other people, and you have so many people that get stifled creatively because you only have so many spots for people. I'm not saying that everybody needs to be used on TV every single week because that's impossible too, right? uh even if you made an XC 2 hours you you couldn't get everybody on TV so yeah it's one of those things right where regardless of if they're doing anything or not it's there's so many things that they could be doing they look at other people on for other promotions and they go man I could be there I mm-hmm. could be you know, champion here. I could I could be doing this or this promotion. I could be, uh, you know, we don't even, we don't you know, luch Underground is having its thing with the production going down. But like they could look at that and go, man, even if I'm only there for a year or something, I, I could be on that show. I mean, there, there's so many options for these guys, and it's whether it bites them in the ass or not, right? Because I, I could see fifty guys leave, and Vince still has it in his mind that this is WWE and it doesn't matter. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm
3: -hmm. Right. So it's, he's, and he has that right to think about that because he's been sick man and this is WWE. And he has a track record of this is where people want to go. And they eventually do come. I mean, we, we see how many of the, the older guys, you know, once they get into the, you know, their thirties, they start thinking about, you know, stability and, and just, coming here because you can now because people are, are coming after you uh, for NXT or whatever and I just for all these others that want to continue their their career on past this and say okay I don't want to get stuck here yeah I'm making great money but I don't want to be sitting here out of my mind bored or just feeling futile because I'm in this spot where I'm never going to get out of you want to move on and I think Neville is Credit to Neville, very much like Aries and some other guys, to think good enough of himself to say, okay, I don't need this. I'm going to be in this situation. Let me get myself out of it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think you're totally right, Sean, about Vince. And, you know, that could be, you know, an issue uh, for a lot of these guys where Vince says, okay, do it. I don't care. You know, "I I got somebody else to replace you tomorrow. Just go ahead move on. Well, I'd imagine if
3: he doesn't—that's the thing, though, right? Like they don't have to grant you that release, mm-hmm. right? So, if they care enough about Neville to where they don't want him to leave, maybe just a threat of it, and this is why W would come out and go, "No, no, no, he didn't get released because they obviously don't want him to mm-hmm. go," right? So perhaps they're they're talking things out now, whatever, but. That, that's the thing we also have to realize, too. Just because you ask for it doesn't mean the company has to say, okay, yeah, you can leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to under contract here. So you can either sit out your contract like Daniel Bryan, you know, you can, what Daniel Bryan was doing, and then they could maybe freeze it to where you can't do anything that f- then forces you to, you know, then work disgruntled or whatever. So. There's so many ways they could go about this, but it seems like WWE cares enough about Neville where they didn't just go, okay, here have it. But but you're right, Gary. There have been people where they just go, okay, you want to leave? Then go ahead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: No, you know, all valid points, and I I totally agree with you on that. And and it is going to be interesting how WWE does handle the Neville situation and handle some of the other situations that could possibly pop up. We've seen, you know, a lot of the. Former superstars, we you know of course talked about this on Thursday, like Juice Robinson and guys like that. You know Cody Rhodes, even who have become really successful, made some good money, and <clears throat> do a lot of good things. But here's the thing, you know you can't flood the market just because you were part of WWE and you oh it's going to be great and you just jump ship. Well, the more guys you get out there, that means you saturate the market, which means it's no longer going to be as big and and as important for you. You're no longer going to be that WB guy that's going to be in the championship matches. You're just going to be like, oh, you're the fourth and fifth WB guy we got, you know? Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be the main event. You're going to be slotted here in the mid-card and kind of stuck in the same hill you may have been with WB. So. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just, I'm really interested in the economics of it all. I really, really am. Seeing how this kind of eventually does come into fruition for a lot of these guys and what WWE wants to do, keep them, let them go, whatever. You know, the evolvement from WWE to the Indies is an interesting situation. Uh, So we'll follow that. We'll kind of continue on. and just I was just really curious what, Sean, you had to say about that, and I feel a lot better kind of understanding where you're coming from on that.
3: I want to and like uh-huh. right now, Summer Rae is battling with some websites about why are you writing about me retiring? I didn't say I was. Mm-hmm. So you know, well, I, I don't
1: blame them though because uh, where has she been? I mean, did, yeah. she got killed off in the Marine? <laughs> but uh, did she really get killed off in the Marine movie? I'm just wondering if that really happened. You know,
3: <laughs> they did say that the reason was is because they miss her, so they wanted to write something about her. Uh, they didn't mean for it to say retired, I guess, but just just to let WWE and everybody else know that, you know, she's missed and they want to see her. Yeah. I guess. But it's just a weird way of all that going down. Yeah, very, very weird
1: way. <laughs> but that's okay. Hey, it's good that she's missed. That's that's very important, you know. Um, but you know, let's talk about Jinder Mahal. Uh and the reason we going to talk about Jinder Mahal here is because He's we reported last uh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. For sure. Maybe yeah. about
3: the 1.3 billion in India but the rest of us you know
1: Uh, well you know a lot of people were you know because we reported about this shoulder injury people like oh my god we may actually get a chance to see him not on tv on smackdown but that that's not likely um he's even reporting that he's not injured but some people are saying he's working hurt however it is it really doesn't matter at the end of the day WWE wants him in that slot of you know WWE champion they're gonna have him there doesn't matter What is interesting, though, is that Mahal apparently has big plans for himself, as I guess he should, right? Um, He's even been, you know, doing things like calling out John Cena for WrestleMania time and and making reference to Brock Lesnar, things like that. So this is interesting. Uh, The guy's got a lot of confidence and, you know, it is what it is. But, man, Paul, I'm interested in the fact that, you know, this guy is kind of going this far. Does, Does he really believe his own hype?
0: That's what I'm wondering. Is this hubris or is this knowing where you're at and trying to play it up like it matters? Um, the injury thing is, is sort of whatever, right? I put that in there because uh, it's kind of a retraction. I guess he could be working hurt. He says his trapezius muscles are so big it forces his shoulders forward. So whatever that means. Uh- <laughs> uh, he he also thinks that he could surpass CM Punk's title reign as far as days go. Um, like you said, he calls oh off God, for please. WrestleMania and there's a lot of rumors going around that it's going to be him and Brock one-on-one at survivor series, which I, 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 wait, like this can't? they can't think this highly of him. Right. Like I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't understand. And maybe somebody else out there does, but every time we've seen him in the ring, it's, it's, it's just the one trick pony, right? He knows one match and it's, barely passable, right? And it's... If we have to sit through 434 days of that, uh, can we just call SmackDown a write-off at that point? Like, is it... What's the point, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> Sean, uh, I mean, can't handle like, it. Like,
3: I just can't imagine how Brock's not going to kill him, so... Yeah, exactly. Like, like he's just
0: going to look like a big bag of crap.
3: I. I don't know, are the Singh brothers just going to cause so many problems that, like, gender's going to be able to escape out of that, too? I just... Well, the, the funny thing is I could see Paul Heyman, like, just taking out the Singhs. <laughs> They're just that, you know? I
0: could like, see Paul Heyman was, beating Jinder yeah. for the belt. <laughs> yeah.
3: Man, those are some... Those are some uh, big trapezius muscles that Paul Heyman has to deal with all yeah. of a sudden. But, you know, like, I... Just, Look, uh, so many guys, right? If you're in this position, you're not going to really come out and go, "Yeah, I'm injured," mm-hmm. right? Because this is the WWE champion. Yeah, I get it. All of a sudden, they're going to pay attention to him more, and and the doctors might be looking at him, and and they start might start making plans of, "Well, oh, what do we do now if gender's really hurt?" And you don't want to cross any 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 of that to cross anybody's mm-hmm. mind. Right, so he's going to downplay it, uh, just like you would in, in in sports or whatever. So, I don't think that the people were wrong that were reporting that, or or you guys talking about it. It's just him doing what you do, right? Saying I'm not hurt. I don't know why you guys are talking about that and whatever.
1: Yeah. You're right. And, you know, Jinder Mahal has a lot to do with, you know, keeping WB global, especially in India, you know, all those people that are definitely pining for him. Uh, But, you know, for them, it may be also something where they don't want to perceive him as being. A weak guy, right? The, the, maybe the Indian audience, I, I don't know the, the culture super well, but, you know, it, it may be a case where they want him to look as strong as possible. So any injuries that he's going to have, they're going to keep play down very, very low. And this guy is going to you know, have all the confidence in the world. But once again, who knows? Maybe this is actually him just really buying his hype or maybe it's him putting things out there that way that, you know, when people are reading articles about him and things like that on the global scene, maybe not even just the American scene, people think of him as bigger and badder than maybe, you know, we perceive him for sure, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, I I don't know if that's the case or not. I just think that that could be, you know, maybe a little bit of the devil's advocate in this situation for Jinder Mahal. Um, But, yeah, I just worry. He facing, if he faces Brock Lesnar, I worry that there's going to be something they consider a hate crime uh, happening there. So, boy, uh, but anyway,
3: I wouldn't be surprised if Brock says something he's not supposed to say. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: yeah. You thought gender making fun of Nakamura was bad. Wait till you hear Brock <laughs> gender. So. Uh, but, you know, here's another situation uh, that I really found interesting this past week. And, of course, you know, I, I want to get your, your opinion about this one, too, Sean. Uh, you know, we found out last week that Jimmy Jacobs was fired from WWE's riding team after he had taken a picture of. With the Bullet Club outside of Monday Night Raw, Uh, WB did not take kindly to that. They did not appreciate that. And now Jimmy Jacobs is out there free to do as he pleases. Well, at Global Wars in Chicago, we find Jimmy Jacobs doing it again. He's taking a picture with the Bullet Club. Wow. It appears like Ring of Honor is uh, back in action with Jimmy Jacobs.
3: Well, I mean that's he he was there for how many years before he went to the WWE. That just makes uh, too much sense uh, for him to to go back there if if that's what's going on. Uh, you know, it's smart for him, right? Get get uh, get yourself out there with Boy Club and all that stuff. I mean, it's it's the hot ticket right now. Ride the wave if you're. Jimmy Jacobs, uh, you know, I think what this is is WWE is starting to realize that this it, they're starting to get on their radar, right? New Japan and Book Club and and all that stuff, Young Bucks, and so you're on their radar now. So what are they going to do? They're going to go after you and any way they can, you know, whether it's legally with the cease and desist stuff or just you know start issuing trademarks on stuff that they own or. Or whatever. I mean, as dumb as it is to trademark the 2 Sweet thing, WWE can legally do that. Right? So, uh, I I think this is a win for everybody. It sucks about the legal stuff, but it's a win for everybody because your your company and your product and your brand is getting recognized by by your competitors. So, uh, you know, as far as Jimmy Jacob goes, I that uh i guess it sucks for wwe creatively but we really don't know how much influence he had there at all you know
0: so to really know how much
3: of a loss it is Mm
0: -hmm. yes i mean supposedly he was the one behind helping chris jericho come up with a list um and stuff like that so i don't know uh if he i hope he is back with Ring of honor personally uh, the, in, and I hope he is with them creatively because I think they could really use an overhaul there. Uh, there are times where it really feels like uh, Delirious is basically out of ideas, uh, and it's just sort of trying to keep the status quo until something can come along to change the landscape, like, like Cody kind of did, uh, and the Bullet Club for sure, but uh, th- you're right. I mean, this this makes sense. Like Me and Gary, we talked about him showing up there pretty quick if... if uh, if he could, and it didn't even take two days, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're that good, Paul. What yeah, we, we <laughs> yeah. This is you know, it's a sucky situation for Jimmy Jacobs on the fact you know he's losing out on a lot of money working with WWE. Mm. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, you know this guy has you know a lot going on for himself, so it's not like he's gonna miss that much work as. Proof here, Um, but you know I'm just happy he landed on his feet pretty quickly, and you know to to kind of poke fun at WB in a way by taking another picture with the bullet club. It's golden. (laughs) It's it just means a lot to me because now Vince sees that picture is like, gosh, I hate that kid. You know. So, really kind of curious what's going to happen with, you know, the rest of the, the situation for Jimmy Jacobs when it comes to, what, is he going to be riding more for Ring of Honor? Are they going to have him as an on-air talent somewhere? You just never know what they're going to do. Something else that happened at the Global Wars event, we have Mark Briscoe dislocating his elbow. And this is actually in Pittsburgh when he does it. And this is a match against Hiromo. Uh, wow, it sounds painful. He, he actually set it back in place and, uh, continued. And I mean, this doesn't look like he's going to be out a super long time or anything, but man, that that
0: just, that sounds painful, Paul. It does not sound comfortable at all. Uh, and I don't think it'll be the first time that we've seen on, on ROH TV, uh, pay-per-view or otherwise of somebody putting something back into place. Uh, I remember vividly earlier this year, somebody else doing the same. And it also actually might have been Mark Briscoe who did it. So uh, (laughs) this is, uh, it it must've been a pretty scary situation though. uh, Especially for somebody who's looks to be involved in a pretty major angle, depending on, I guess, bully Ray, uh, bully Ray wanting to stick around. He keeps talking about retiring since the unfortunate incident at uh, death before dishonor with Jay Briscoe. So uh, we'll talk about that more during the ring of honor review for sure. But Kind of a scary deal, I would say.
3: Yeah, certainly. I, I I saw a GIF of it of his elbow like sticking out mm-hmm. or whatever. It uh, looked pretty nasty. Uh, so you know, credit to him for popping it back in and keep going. And hey, that's what uh, that's what athletes do most of the time. So. Go uh, Mark Briscoe. Yeah, it's... No one... It, it being a wrestling thing, I don't think he's going to miss much time if it was, like, another sport where they had to evaluate that and all that. He might miss, like, a a game or something. But, yeah, Mark Briscoe. Doing his thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. See, Aaron Rodgers? If you're if you only Mark Briscoe, you could just keep going, you know? But you're not. Yeah, you know, just...
3: Somehow he's gonna walk straight with the broken collarbone there.
0: <laughs> just pop it back into place, man. There's a there's a great meme floating around where the text just read Aaron Rodgers is backstage singing the uh Like a Good Neighbor, State Farm is there with a new collarbone. Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, you gotta love memes. Oh boy. You're gonna love memes.
1: But, no, uh, you know, this is interesting, you know. We continually see this kind of stuff. And, and, you know, like you said, this is not the first time this has happened. But these guys just power through it and just make their way through the match and finish it and go on. And I just think to myself, how would I react if this happened to me? Mm -hmm. You know, and Mm -hmm. I I just couldn't imagine dislocating my elbow. But, you know, then again, I've, I've heard from people is when that happens, you don't even think about it. You just kind of reset and move on. You don't even think about it at first. And you just kind of, I guess it's maybe it's a psychological thing with people. They just think, fix your body instead of really paying attention to the pain immediately. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But it's kind of crazy and kind of makes me curious too at the same time uh you know we got one last thing here on the quick hits and that is mlw uh they're considering going back to doing monthly shows paul kind of tell us about this
0: uh so major league wrestling was one of uh the first independents i think to sort of sort of rise up after wwe bought out wcw in 2002 they ran for about two years uh and then sort of packed up shop but court bauer and all of them kept the MLW brand running. Obviously, they have all the podcasting networks that they do now. And um, apparently, this show did really well uh, as far as drawing. I, I Larry's review kind of pointed that it was just sort of a mediocre show, but uh, they want to run more in Florida, around Jacksonville and in and Orlando and, and elsewhere around there. So, I mean, it's not like they aren't going to be hurting for for people to show up because I think Florida is pretty big. Uh, hotbed just for wrestling, or now you have NXT and obviously uh, Impact for whatever degree they are, but there are tons of other places that run there as well. And you know, it's uh, it's kind of neat that uh, you know the brand found a way to keep on living and come back in this fashion. I mean, it, we're talking about a company that used to have Satoshi Kojima as their world champion, which is kind of cool.
3: Yeah, and he, you know, Corey worked for AAA mm-hmm. for a long time until recently he. Uh, I, after the situation with that Trouble Mania where they had the problems he kind of sort of quit after that but he's yeah like you said he's, he's kept that MLW thing going and relatively affordable too they have they didn't just absolutely price that thing out of the market or whatever and yeah they just used that name and they were smart to keep it going and mm-hmm. just okay well now we can run shows and uh, you know good that it can draw and and he's done a really good job of himself of you know being involved in the wally manias and and also mm-hmm. being involved around wrestlemania weekend too so yeah it's been a it's smart business and a smart plan to be able to do that now
2: yeah
1: yeah you know it, it, whatever makes you money and people are interested in do it i mean if you can find a way to to make this work you got to do it you got to take those chances and i think it's a good deal for mlw so no uh bad things for me on that one for sure uh but yeah i mean that pretty much rounds out what we got for everyone for quick hits for this episode so there you go be looking forward to more uh, awesome quick hits Uh, we'll have some really probably interesting stuff coming out uh after we talk about a few of these things i'm sure things will shake out and break out and then we'll have something tomorrow where we'll be like dang it i wish we'd have waited a day because mm-hmm. we could have talked about something big but well d- guess what we have another episode to do that and then of course it's a friday morning episode so of course check out those quick hits but now we've got one last thing to do tonight and that is talk some ring of honor so let's do that now
0: All right. Uh, Ring of Honor comes in this week uh, showing the addiction coming up to the building and trying to get in. But security has orders to not let them in since they have been interfering in everybody's business left and right. And uh, naturally, I guess we could have assumed that this was going to happen again pretty quick as uh, you have Kushida here in the opener against Scorpio Sky. Who's a nice surprise for me? Uh, he's been a he's used to be a regular with PWG from the beginning back in 2002 to somewhere in the mid 2000s. I want to say like 2007, 2008, and then I think he took some time off and came back, and, and has really been having like this sort of renaissance to his career in the last three years. Uh, he works wrestle WrestleCircus pretty often as well as uh, a lot of other places uh, all over the country now, and. I think he'd be a really great fit here. I hope we see more of him here, and he really got to look like he was sort of going blow for blow with Kushida here before uh, he gets caught by Kushida in uh, an armbar after he leaps off the top rope, but here comes the addiction, Kazarian uh, comes into the ring and kicks Kushida low to cause the DQ, and then Scorpio eats Celebrity Rehab, but here comes Jay Lethal, Running down the ring, we take a commercial break and they show him challenging the addiction to a tag match with himself and Kushida taking them on somewhere down the line. I thought this was fine, right? Uh, I was more surprised by Kushida and Scorpio Sky here, but it's nice to see that the addiction are going to get more mixed up with people besides just the usual suspects in the tag division oh i
1: agree and i'm really looking forward to it you know the addiction has just a way about them that they Mm -hmm. can match up with most anybody so that's what makes me very very happy about this situation uh you know what kind of sucks is i do dvr ring of honor and it kind of cut off the beginning for some reason when it comes to they're open to the show right Mm -hmm. where they're talking backstage trying to get in and they wouldn't they weren't allowed in the building i think so Mm -hmm. Um, uh, it kind of made me sad. I some of that, but nonetheless, uh, I think this this point here is what really matters, and that's that they're willing to ruin every match that they can. Uh, Koshida is a guy that I'm sure they're going to regret messing with. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be fun, and I'm yeah. glad that Jay Lethal is going to be that guy. I think it's going to be a really fun matchup when they take on each other. And oh, Sky. Be cut out pretty bad there. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's uh, Sky is the guy that I'm kind of looking at, and I'm I know I, I'm not familiar with like you are, um, mm. but I, I'm kind of curious. He, he's on my radar now. I hope they do
0: show us more of him because I want to see what all the hype's about. Yeah, it's, uh, he's nowhere near as quick as I think he used to be, but he, he he's much he's a much crisper wrestler now. If you if you, if I guess you catch where I'm going uh yeah we get some uh, recap of the Jay Briscoe Tommy Dr- dreamer segment from last week which uh brings out bully Ray who apologized he's got no theme music the lights are dimmed and he's wearing sunglasses uh and he's speaking quietly and he apologizes to everybody because this is what his doctor told him to do as as we've talked about on the show and the in light of his injury coming out and uh this is basically almost like as close to a retirement speech as you can give without really committing to the idea. Um, he wants to yell and scream at, at Jay Briscoe about how he's coming for his revenge, but he doesn't know if that's ever going to happen because of the severity of the concussion and how it's all sort of built up and lets everybody in the building know he's considering stepping away from the business for his health and for his family and all this other stuff. And he thinks everybody and gives them a wave. And then out comes Mark Briscoe, Uh, and apologizes, um, if he, you know, for whatever he might've done, but he lets Bully know that, you know, I, have always got your back. Right. Uh, it it, that was Jay. That was not a Briscoe brothers attack, you know? So I thought this was kind of a nice moment. If this is the end end for Bully Ray, uh, who did get some time during the global wars tour again, to put Kazarian through a table. And then he gave a piece of it away to a kid, uh, and said this is probably the last table I'm ever going to break it it certainly seems like retirement might be on the horizon for him
1: and it it is a sad thing it mm-hmm. really is you know cuz he's given a lot to the wrestling business he is a definitely a legend in the tag team department for sure um but he he's going to be a legend no matter what it it does you know kind of suck that wrestling may be out of his uh foy completely for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. Um, Can he be an on-air talent? Sure. Can he, you know, get in the ring? Probably not. I, I, I'm not going to say that's for fact, but it just seems like, especially for the fact that head trauma is such a dangerous thing to mess with. And really, do you want to put your career on the line just to have another couple matches? I, I, I'm not sure, but their life on the line is what I should say Mm -hmm. uh, for a couple matches. I don't think so. And the way this guy was talking and the way the bully rage just kind of seemed just like he was there, but he just was just so helpless. It it shows you the Mm -hmm. dangers of what these guys put themselves through. And I I felt so bad for him. I really, really did. I hope that things do get better for him. For a little while there, you know, it almost made you feel like you were watching it work yeah paul Mm -hmm. it really did i can't wait for him to take off the sunglasses and say in your face mother and then (laughs) 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 i got you all it was all a plan all along uh but no it it wasn't and that's what's kind of saddens me uh Mm -hmm. that just seems like this is more and more real so i i'm gonna follow this guy and hopefully you know better news comes out but if it's time for him to retire he just needs to just to do it, just to be done with it because it's not worth anything to take his life and put it in worse situations. You know, and, and of that I wonder if he is still dating uh Velvet Sky, uh, because that's something that I'm kinda curious. I haven't seen any tweets by her or anything like that about, you know, her saying that he's gonna retire or anything like that either.
0: Yeah, uh, and also hats off to the live crowd there in Vegas that night who uh applauded and chanted quieter. Uh, than they usually would. So I thought that was kind of classy. Yeah, very classy. Yeah. Uh, We get uh, a recap about Kenny King uh, winning the TV title, Death Before Dishonor, and a recap of his promo last week that caused Shane Taylor, Chuck T, Punishment Martinez, and Mark Briscoe to come on down and look to challenge him. Uh, And then Ring of Honor announces that there is going to be a four-corner survival match next week to crown a new number one contender for that championship. So something to look forward to there. And then we get uh, the Bullet Club celebration. The entire young Buck clan is here. The the, uh, the Buck's dad is here, who's, who's their business manager. Jesus, easy for me to say. Uh, you have Brandy. Shane Taylor is out there, too. He's getting paid by Cody, essentially, to, uh, to watch the entryway uh, as he comes into the ring, uh, puts over the Bucks, and talks about how the, originally they had the biggest contract signing in the company history until now, and he inks the inks his name on the paper. And uh, after a handshake and a hug with a bunch of them, they all leave. And he says it's time for business. He wants to defend the championship and uh, basically runs down how this guy's the second most popular guy in Ring of Honor behind him. He's got this great entrance. And everybody in the audience, of course, thinks it's Dalton Castle. But he's still hurt. And it turns out to be nobody other than Cheeseburger, Gary. That's right. He gets Yay! the title match. <laughs> Cody doesn't even take off all of his suit either, uh, which is great. And this is a really, really fun little old school thing that doesn't, I don't think gets done enough anymore. Is Cody completely wrestling against somebody he doesn't take seriously and go in the full nine with it. And to that end, Cody's match formula that he likes to work really works. Uh, And Cheeseburger almost comes out uh, with a victory here. Uh, uses a, a belt that uh, Cody took off throughout the match, too, who I should mention just progressively got closer and closer to being naked throughout the entire thing, like just article after article of clothing coming away. Eventually, Cody has enough, throws his jacket in Cheeseburger's face, locks in the American Death Lock, and that's all she wrote. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed this entire thing from top to bottom. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm right there with you it,
1: it was just fun to watch and uh not not the cody undressing part that was kind of awkward <laughs> uh felt like i was in brandy's bedroom um uh, but no uh thank thank god that, that it ended quickly uh but no i mean overall yes i, I love this whole thing it was a great formula you're right and you know cheeseburger is just a blast because he's mm. the ultimate underdog everyone loves him he, he's just got this way about him to, to just make you care about everything he's doing. And so I'm very, very happy with what we got out of this. And, you know, at the end of the day, it, you know, just makes Cody look strong and that's what it should do. Um, but you, you really just have a, you know, an entertaining match here <laughs> overall. Uh, Shane Taylor, that's the one thing I keep questioning. Like what what's this all about? Why does he need him to protect him when he's got the entire bullet club behind him? You know, yeah,
0: that's a fair point.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't understand that. It's like, hey, I got money to waste. I mean, so hey, Cody, you got money to waste? I'll be glad to show up at shows. You can pay me. I'll stand in the entrance way. And yeah. do nothing. <laughs> glad to do that. Good seat in the house
0: too. So. It'd be yeah, it'd be cool. Like, I would not mind it. I mean, it certainly keeps Shane Taylor on TV, which is which is great. I mean it's definitely a reason for Cody to show up. Like, look at all this money I have. Look at this big ring. Look at all these great things I have. You know, because I'm so awesome. It's it's a it's just I think it's a really fun thing. But I, I you make a solid point. Like you have got running buddies. What do you need to hire a hitman for? Essentially. <laughs> yeah, but hey, if if you're
1: gonna run with somebody, Shane Taylor is not a bad one to to have on your side. That's you know. true.
0: Uh, we get a Kingdom promo. They run down Ring of Honor who claim that there is a conspiracy against them for them just not getting the six-man championships back, of course. Uh, so tonight they're going to prove why they are the kings of Ring of Honor by beating a team that has yet to beat them in any carnation that it is search and destroy. Uh, and then we get a Coleman's Pulpit segment where you have the the dogs, which is the big dog Rhett Titus and little Willie Will Ferrara. And uh, this is basically Rhett making short jokes at Will Ferrara for about three minutes while they talk about how they've been betrayed by partners uh, and how they're looking to take all of that and use it as a motivation to get bigger success in this carnation of tag teams uh, that they're going to run with. So, Any thoughts? Yeah, yeah. you know, Rhett Thomas,
1: did it fine um mm-hmm. will ferrara what what the heck is, is this new <laughs> thing you're doing here it, it's almost like you either watch too much enzo or you started taking drugs i don't know which one why not both uh, maybe a little bit of both yeah yeah there you go so uh, I've, I've really felt like for a minute there i was watching enzo and loki's kid like spazzing out <laughs> and uh So, here we go, and he's shaking his head, moving around, acting like he's a big bad guy and all this. It it was a little overdone, uh, but whatever. This is fine. You know, I I don't know that I took away just a ton from it. Both these guys really need to work on the charisma department, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it, it was okay. You know, it it was what it was. You know, I I really enjoy uh, Coleman's Pulpit. It's fun. It's interesting. Um, But, you know, this is a couple of characters I just kind of felt like it was an odd one.
0: Yeah. Uh, And that brings us to the main event, right? The kingdom taking on Search and Destroy, which in this incarnation is the Motor City Machine Guns and Jonathan Gresham. And the kingdom end up stealing a win. Uh, Matt Taven uh, rolls up the tights on, I believe, uh, Sabin and uh, basically runs out into the front row and starts rubbing the wind into this little girl's face. Uh, which is just absolutely priceless, if you ask me. But this, it's a fun match. It just, it, it didn't hold my attention all that well. Is the problem? And I don't know if it's just because you know I was tired or I just wasn't really in the mood. But it, it never really drew me in, even though they were doing all the usual high flying, flashy stuff that all these guys like to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was fine. I, this wasn't the most flashy match. It really wasn't. And it just kind of did what it needed to do. It, mm-hmm. it went through the paces. And, and sometimes that's enough to keep you going. Sometimes it's just, okay, you know, let's get to the next thing. And this was your, you know, supposed to be the biggest thing on the show, and it just was kind of okay. So, I, I, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't know. That's kind of a weird thing. Isn't that kind of oxymoron? You know? But I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think it's because I'm a little lost like you. I wish I could say that I really enjoyed it, which mm-hmm. it, it, it was a positive match. Don't get me wrong. They did some good things. The ending there, you're right, Paul. I love it. Rubbing the little girl's face, that's classic. That is that's noteworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of that, this is just kind of a match. And, you know, search and destroy, they can't win them all. So here you go. Here's a loss. And I really think the kingdom needed this win. I think it's important. And I'm still impressed by what they're doing here.
0: Yeah, they're just a really fun group to get behind. I mean, Matt Taven, who I uh, didn't have a lot of hope for once the original car- incarnation of the kingdom disbanded, it, they've really just run with this and it's worked great. Uh, So, I mean, if this gets them into a feud with Search and Destroyer over the tag titles, and maybe they bring in the six-man titles at some point, uh, it it could just turn into this really big thing for both groups who have a lot of young talent who could really use the spotlight for sure. Uh, Definitely. And I think some really good matches to be looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well that's uh, that's it for this episode of Ring of Honor, too. So hopefully next week Mm -hmm. is uh, a little bit more enjoyable. There's a lot of angles going on, though. Yeah, I think the lack of Silas Young really hurt. That's true. I mean, that that hurts any show.
1: Yeah, definitely. So maybe we'll get more of him and some other uh, great components. But until then, uh, we are done with Ring of Honor, and we are done with this show. That's right. Yeah, it's kind of a quicker one, but that's fine. We've had a lot of fun tonight. Uh, Of course, be looking forward to our next show Friday morning, episode 269 Part 2, where we are going to break down and preview TLC, get you into all the things that we think are going to happen, and, you know, of course, maybe some predictions that may be shocking. Who knows? Plus, we'll be talking Ultima Lucha Tress, finishing out that. That'll be a two-hour episode that we'll be kind of quickly going through and really kind of telling you our thoughts on that, and hopefully that won't be the last time we talk Lucha. And we'll... Uh, Get into Impact. That's right. We have Impact Wrestling and, of course, you know, great bookets to be getting into and all that. So you've got a great show coming your way this next Friday. Be looking forward to that. Want to make sure we give our big shout-outs for 411mania.com and last word on prowrestling.com. Thank you to those guys. Hey, make sure you go subscribe, rate, and review over at Wrestling to the Max. Yeah, that's right. You hit that button and you'll get all that great content I just mentioned and a lot more Plus you'll also make sure you want to go and comment, rate, and review, uh, do all that stuff that gives us a little bit more help just because more people get to see us when you go do those things. Don't forget W2MNet.com. That's the place where you go find out your great wrestling needs and a lot more. And of course, you know, a lot more great wrestling shows like Wrestling Unwrapped, Runner Podcast, and all the other great So there you go, guys. We are done, though, uh, sadly, but we can't wait to talk to you guys later this week. Until then, for myself, Sean Garmer, and Paul Leaser, we will catch you guys down the road. Until then, if you're not living life to the max.
3: Not living life at all.
0: You know it.